how do you price an ad on your channel? That's probably the most common question we get from other creators. And it was the biggest question we had when we first started on YouTube. So we're hosting a live workshop on how to price yourself. This is everything that we've learned in the past 13 years of being on YouTube and our simple three-step process that'll help you develop concrete pricing. So if you wanna join us for this live session, just go to colinandsamir.com slash live. Enter your email and you'll get all the information about our live event on May 9th. All right, hope you enjoy this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. This is so crazy because it's like literally learning something brand new. Oh, this is exciting. Gentlemen, here you go. The beginning. <laughs> this was kind of nerve-wracking. Super nerve-wracking. I was like, wait a second, we're going to enter a race right now? Right. I haven't seen that done. We're going to say 70 and 100 Ethereum. I was like, holy It's burning. I don't know what that means yet. Here we go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special edition of The Colin and Samir Show. This is a special edition because we just dropped our first NFT. If you're watching this video on the day that it comes out, then we literally don't know what happened. We don't know what this NFT has sold for. So in this video, we're going to tell you what our NFT is, why we're making it, and then how we actually made it step by step, how we went from thinking about it all the way to publishing it and having the auction that's live today. If you want to check out the auction page, you can click the link in the description. And we're also giving all of you an opportunity to get involved in the sale. So if it is within this initial time frame head over there and get involved or actually watch the rest of this video and we'll explain to you how you can get involved in the sale of our first NFT. Over the past couple of months, we've had so much fun learning about crypto from some incredible people who you'll see in this episode. This episode is all about crypto and the impact that we think it's going to have on the creator economy. So if you're someone who's super interested in crypto, I think this will be really interesting for you. And if you're someone who's skeptical about crypto, we were too at the beginning of this year, but through educating ourselves through some of these episodes that we've done, we've learned so much. And not only are we now believers? We're also on the blockchain. We're minters. Is that what they call them? I don't know. But we are minted on the blockchain, which is like the most exciting thing ever. So we'll get into all of that and more on today's episode, all about crypto and its impact on the creator economy. If you're new here, make sure that you subscribe to the channel because we will be following up with a part two of this video once we find out what happens with the auction. So make sure you like this video and Colin. Yes. Roll the intro. So how did this all come together? There was an NFT craze mm-hmm. that happened, mm-hmm. right? About two months ago. And big sales were happening. The NBA with their top shots. You've got people selling an NFT for $69 million. Friends of ours are making decent amounts of money just selling their digital pieces of art. And one of the main things that I was confused about was what was behind the buyer's incentive? Like, why would someone purchase an NFT? Like when you look at the NBA top shots, the biggest question I had in our first episode was like, do you really own anything? Does this matter? And what we started to understand is that, you know, an NFT makes something rare on the internet, makes something rare digitally. So the same way that maybe a baseball card is a one of one or a one of 20, you can do that digitally with an NFT. So there's a collectible side to it, a resale side to it. As we started to learn more about it, we learned that there are also other ways that you can use blockchain technology and NFTs as a creator to interact with your audience. There's a specific example of a group called Friends with Benefits. And what they do is they've issued a million tokens, Friends with Benefits tokens. There's only a million in circulation. And to become a part of their private group discord, you need 60 tokens And then you apply and the members can vote you in. And it's a group of like crypto thought leaders 
that are in there sharing information. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the group. Right. Yeah. It's a token gated. It's community. a token gated community. So as that group gets more valuable, as the conversation gets better, as the brand of that group elevates, all of the members are invested in the success because they hold the tokens that can accrue in value. So that's a completely new membership model when it comes to creators. Because Very different. That suggests that by becoming a member of the group, you're actually invested in the group's success. And that also means that everyone just cares more about how that community develops. And we still think that's very exciting. That was our first thought of like, mm -hmm. maybe let's do this. Yeah. But we started to feel like, listen, we're still experimenting with this. Let's walk before we run. Let's do a one of one. So from there, we got back on the phone with Jess Sloss, who's kind of been like our crypto shaman today. Yes. Yeah. And Jess helped us think through this idea. Jess really invested the time to listen to us and give us feedback on what we felt was um, the right thing to do in this space. If you go down that path, there's, this is a whole other business, right? The community is a thing. So without a doubt, going slow in the space makes a ton of sense. So uh, I feel much more comfortable if you guys wanted to start off doing a one of one and and we're able to really articulate like the benefits of of that thing. And, and ultimately, if we could do like a, an interesting collectible piece as well alongside it, that would probably be like just mm -hmm. the, the cherry on the top type thing. Maybe Beeple pays it forward and, and yeah, who knows? Exactly. Anything could happen. Yeah. So, so, well, this is the truth. Anything could happen. And another reason to do the one of one is because we felt like we need someone to guide us into that. Like we need someone on our team who's really familiar with crypto and, and who's invested in that space to then work with us to do some of these new innovations and experiments in the creator economy, because we need that. Like we need an expert to take us through that. And um, we thought, could the NFT be a way to meet that expert or mm -hmm. start that process at least? So it's a twofold goal. One is let's find that advisor, right? And two is let's educate our audience in the process about what it's like to make this NFT. I think this is a storytelling thing for us first and foremost, yeah. like, yeah. and an education thing because everything we do is through an educational lens and us going through this process allows us to make an asset that explains this whole process to, to our community. For us, we, we're, we're like very strong believers in this space, but we also require to be like education so that we can give an educated view to our audience. You know, even like the ideal candidate would be someone who can provide us guidance and education as we create education for creators. Right. That has probably considering this is a, NFT sale, like more knowledge and understanding of the crypto space. So it's like, do we come out front and say that like, that's the seat at the table that we're looking to fill? Probably. I love this idea of just getting really clear and articulating who the right, right. buyer of this is. Right. I haven't yeah. seen that done, you know, like everybody's that's just an like, experiment itself, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's just like, yeah, I'll take anybody. Just give me your money. And you're like, actually only bid on this. If you are somebody who fits into here, we, we want this type of person. Yeah. That gets me excited. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, I'm stoked on this for sure. I think you, you framed it as like, like be a member of your like your personal crypto advisory board to you uh, and your community. Join the Colin and Samir crypto advisory board. <laughs> yeah. Colin um, and Samir's crypto advisory board is very cool. The vision for this is to create a creator crypto advisory board. And what we're starting to notice is that when crypto experts and creators come together, it becomes really powerful. Cryptocurrency can be relatively complex and can be challenging to, you know, storytell around and, and, and explain. But creators have that unique skill set where they not only have a deep relationship with audience, but also have the ability to take complex topics and distill them into 
you know, the simplest form. And what we're looking for is a founding member of that creator crypto advisory board. And our assumption, again, this hasn't sold yet, is that through selling an NFT, we are targeting and attracting people within the crypto community who would be interested in having a seat at our table as we educate creators. Now, we know we can't pick this advisor because it's an auction, but that's why this is an experiment. So they get the one-of-one -one token, but then they also get access to a private Slack channel with us where we can talk about crypto and how it's going to intersect with the creator community. We'll be setting up calls. And then in the part two of this video, they will be integrated into the story of this experiment. So once we figured that out, we wanted a visual representation, of course, like an NFT is something that we wanted to look really cool and symbolize that. So you, you kind of led on the design process. I think it'd be interesting for you to talk about like what, what, how did we come up with what this thing looked like? The first thing that came to mind when I knew it was going to be a one of one was the Amex black card. Yeah. I just felt like this should be premium and matte black. And mm -hmm. I knew that the yellow would pop. So I put together a Google doc with a brief of what I thought it should look like uh, and basically the overall idea behind it. And then just sent out a tweet and said, does anyone know any VFX artists or graphic designers? And we got so much inbound, which yeah, was I mean, really cool. Twitter is a crazy tool for that. And I also think that people are so interested in NFTs right now that, you know, there, there are people who actually were like, raised their hand and said, I have experience in doing NFTs. We met with three or four different graphic artists from all over the world, really. Mm -hmm. And then through a revisions process, decided on one specific artist. He pitched us a bunch of concepts, really, based off of our brief. And then we iterated from there and got to this design, which you're looking at right now, which I love. I love it. It's, it's a lot of different iterations. Um, he actually pitched us on the coin spinning in the middle, which I think is amazing and super cool. One of the things we included in the brief were these numbers around the outside. And they're numbers that are very significant to our business and our history. But the only way you find out what those numbers mean is by buying the NFT. There's only going to be one other person besides you and I who know. Even, yeah. even the people who work in our office don't know what those numbers mean. Sorry, Jesse. Sorry, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, we just felt like was special. Like it feels very one of one. You want the whole experience to feel like it's, it's exclusive. And I think we spent a, I mean, we spent almost a month on this design, like truly weeks and weeks of revisions and, and concepting. And, um, I think that was a part of the process that was fun, but also took a really long time. Now, the next step is how do we sell this thing? How do we release it into the world? And that was a lengthy <laughs> process that required the most education. And so we got on the phone with Jess and Jess, uh, I think had this really fun reaction to <laughs> us being like, I asked him, I was like, do we need a ETH wallet? Like, do we need, what do we need right now? What, do we need to set up an uh, Ethereum wallet to do all of this? Yes. Oh, this is exciting. Gentlemen, here you go. The <laughs> and that's when he realized, I think, how far behind we are in terms of our education, uh, but also how exciting it yeah. was to go through this process. So that step one was getting an Ethereum wallet. Let's get you get set up with, with MetaMask. You'll need some Ethereum in there um, to mint. So the minting is going to cost between 70 and 100 and something dollars, depending on what time of day you do oh, it. And, uh, and I, you were going to say 70 and 100 Ethereum or ETH. I was like, holy shit. No, Ethereum's actually worth something right now. So yeah. we don't, yeah. So both of us have crypto on Coinbase. Um, and so that was like, could, couldn't we just use that? Like I, I have some Ethereum. So how does this work? Um, but what we learned is that you actually need a wallet to use it, to, to access the crypto and, and to be able to transact with Ethereum. So Jess recommended to us that we go to MetaMask. 
Meet MetaMask, your connection to the new web. MetaMask is the tool Sam needs to access this new world. It's a key that connects her to new types of applications. It's a wallet that keeps her data and valuables safe and sound. And it's a shield that protects her from hackers and data collectors. I thought it was going to be really confusing. It was not that challenging to do. You do have to invest some time in going through the steps, understanding, you know, clicking through and, and, and figuring out how to set it up. But it's not that confusing once you get there. No, but what you do need to do is either transfer Ethereum into your wallet or purchase some, which was really easy to do. So once we got the MetaMask wallet set up, now we actually had Ethereum that we could use then for the rest of the process because there's going to be a, a series of fees that we'll have to pay and, and we'll also need a place to receive the Ethereum once we sell this NFT. So the next step was figuring out which marketplace or like which platform we want to sell it on. Because there are many marketplaces where you can sell an NFT. For me, the one that I was seeing the most was Foundation. Um, I think there was like a Nifty Gateway, another one that I heard about. And then one that was popping up and, and especially coming up in our conversations was Zora. And then what we started to see was there were some experiments being done on a new platform called Mirror. Mirror kept coming up in conversation as this very creator-friendly platform for crypto. And it seems like Mirror is developing these different tools that creators can use to interact with their audiences. Packy McCormack is a writer who has a newsletter, and he ended up selling an NFT and then splitting it amongst some of his supporters, as well as uh, some of the people who have influenced his writing the most. Then to take it a step further, like his audience could actually interact with it. And if they retweeted it, they got cut into the upside of the NFT. That was really cool. And I also think just from when you start to look at Mirror, like, you know, it has this opportunity to do writing and then we also can embed video on it. And it's a, it's a storytelling platform. It's a cool way to display the sale yeah. of your NFT. What we learned basically is that our mission is very aligned with Mirror's mission. So and we were like, sign us up. Let's go. Sign us up. Mirror. So Mirror.xyz, by the way, is the site if you want to go check that out. Mirror said, not so fast. Right. Not <laughs> so fast. So Mirror is in itself a decentralized platform that if you are publishing your work on Mirror, you are given what are called write tokens. Like you are a collective owner of the platform. It's selective in terms of who gets to be on Mirror. And they do this thing called the right race, where you have to basically enter this digital race, pitch yourself, and there's a time limit. And the members of Mirror have to vote you in. And the top 10 people, by the time the race ends, are eligible to then publish on Mirror. This was kind of nerve wracking. Super nerve wracking. I was like, wait a second, we're going to enter a race right now? Like we, we have to pitch ourselves and, and just like hope that, that this community accepts us. So we write up a little blurb, we enter the race and we're number one. Packy McCormick sends us his votes. We're number one. Then we're number three. Then we're number four. Basically, we ended up in the top 10, we ended which up in the was top awesome. 10, which yeah. was fine. <laughs> we ended up in the top 10. We got this amazing tweet from Mirror and it was just super exciting. So once we were one of the top 10 people in the right race, uh, that means we got a right token. And that token allowed us to actually start our account on Mirror, create a publication on Mirror and register a domain, which is Colin and Samir .mirror .xyz. All right. We are creating Colin and Samir .mirror .xyz. It's burning. I don't know what that means yet. We had to pay a gas fee for this. So that was the first time that our Ethereum wallet with MetaMask actually came in handy. And so we actually got to then have access to their tools. They have all these interesting tools like, you know, obviously you can publish an entry, start an auction. You can crowdfund. And you can have splits, which is what we talked about with Packy, where you can take the upside of your 
NFT and, and split it with other people. We got access to all of those different options. And we also got to connect with the team at Mirror and, and Patrick specifically from Mirror who walked us through a lot of this whole process because still at this point, our NFT was still not minted. So Patrick actually helped us and walked us through Zora, which is a platform that does allow you to mint your NFT and you could sell it on Zora as well. But we decided to mint via Zora and then sell via Mirror. And so once you go to Zora, basically what you do is you connect your wallet. Again, MetaMask wallet. That's like, you start to realize that that is step one and that comes up at every step of the way. So MetaMask wallet gets connected. Uh, we're on Zora and then it's super easy. So we literally just drag it in here? Exactly. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Let me uh, find it. <laughs> wow. That was quick. Oh, sweet. What's the number? The 10183. Only our buyer will know these numbers, what they mean. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> then you're uploading your file. You put the name in there. You put a description. Um, then there's a point where you talk about creator equity. This is the part of the smart contract functionality that comes with a lot of NFTs, where you can dictate what percentage of the sale goes back to the original artist, which is an amazing thing for artists and creators that if someone chooses to sell our one-of-one one token, a portion of that sale for all of time will go back to us. And it seems like 10% is like industry standard. Um, from we, what we've been told. From what we've been told. But what we talked about, you know, we, we were talking about like, it should be something of significance. Um, and so 10, the amount of years we've been creating together, it just kind of lined up nicely. And so that's why it's 10%. So if this NFT ever resells beyond this buyer, um, we'll still be cut in at 10%. So it's almost like a royalty structure, which is really cool. I think for artists, what an amazing thing. You're basically building long-term you know, potentially long-term wealth in this, in a, in a way that's very different uh, and very cool. And that's recorded. And I don't know, I just think it's, it's such a cool thing that you get a cut of it, no matter the resales. I mean, imagine if you translated that to the physical world right? and you had a yard sale and everything you sold, yeah. a, a little portion of it went back to the prior owner. Yeah. And you're just accruing value from all of these different things that you held at one time or you helped create. Right. So from Zora, which was actually a pretty simple process. Then we had to pay what are called gas fees. The yeah, gas so, fee is expensive. Yeah. So minting is really expensive. Well, depending on how you do it. So that's, I think, probably the biggest blocker for mass adoption. Essentially, the way that most people describe it to us is that we're in the dial-up phase of crypto. So Colin and I were very much alive during the AOL days. I don't know if anyone else listening uh, was, but basically how you would log on to AOL is you would like, you would press... Uh, your username and password and you would log on and then it, you would run downstairs and watch a show before you could even actually be on the internet. It would take that yeah, long. And cover your ears because the dial tone was, was just so loud. brutal. Yeah. So it took so long to, to actually get onto the internet. And it's a similar thing right now with the blockchain is that we're in an early stage. And so there's a certain amount of people who are trying to get on at any given moment. And essentially that creates a level of supply and demand. So that's a, a visual to understand it um, and something that Jess talked to us about. You can imagine like Ethereum is this big highway. To get anywhere, you need to get on this highway. And at every on-ramp, there's a toll and it's taking an, it's doing like a real-time auction. And so only the people who are bidding the, the most are allowed on the highway at any one time. And so there's a limited space. There's a certain amount of transactions per second. So you're paying gas to get on and, and it, the amount of gas you have to pay is relative to the amount of congestion or... or um, you know, traffic on the highway. Once we were minted, which was, I think the coolest part was when it just said 
you just minted. I was like, I was like, oh, we're in the matrix. Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> we're on the blockchain. Yeah, we uh, made it. Oh, we just minted. We're yeah. officially minted. There you go. On the blockchain forever. From there, you know, basically the next step is just set up and finalize the the mirror post. So we actually drafted a post and figured out what do we want to do? Um, how do we want to portray this? How do we want to tell this story uh, through text? We also made a video so that we could show ourselves in the, in the mirror environment. That's which is, how we explain ourselves yeah. or explain anything best. So, which is another cool thing about mirror is that you can embed videos, you can embed tweets, you can tell the whole story on the page. And so basically it was that, figure out the auction and then talk to Patrick about what we wanted to do with splits to make sure we could get all of you involved. It's an upside, but it's also a downside of the way NFTs are currently done is that there is just one, it's a one of one NFT. And so it's, there's one person who kind of get something that they can own and commemorate the experience. I think about it like, what if you had a concert, everybody went, but only one person was allowed to take pictures and buy merch and take it home. Like everyone else there is like, they were there, they were part of the experience, but they didn't have something to commemorate it. So that's kind of what I view like splits potentially or other things you could do, like anybody that bids get a certain thing. The idea we have right now for that would be similar to Packy's that we would have members of our community retweet our launch tweet and leave their Ethereum address. Uh, and if it's within the confines of the auction, then they'll be included in the split. Part of the reason we're doing that is because we do feel like it's important for us to like create this with our community and with our audience. And that's like a very tangible way to do it. But also like the launch video that comes out, we're gonna be going through the process of setting up an Ethereum wallet on MetaMask. They're gonna look at that education in our YouTube video and then be able to apply it immediately by setting up their own Ethereum wallet ushering them into crypto and taking part by retweeting our post. Yeah, one of the hardest problems in crypto is what they call the on-ramp, where it's basically downloading the wallet, going to Coinbase or whatever exchange, and going from dollars in your bank account into ETH or whatever cryptocurrency you need, and that whole process. And I think that experiments like these are amazing ways to get the on-ramp because you're really excited to join. It's an experience. There's a community of people also doing it. You can kind of share that you're part of this experience. And so I think it's, these are my favorite ways to on-ramp people into cryptos. Like you have these, like Jess said, closed loop experiments where you can do stuff like that. And so all for it. If you're not that one of one buyer, there's actually other ways to engage, which I think is really cool. How that works is if you retweet our announcement post about the NFT and you include your Ethereum wallet, and this has to be within the confines of the auction, like how long the auction actually is live. If the auction isn't live this doesn't apply. But while the auction is live, if you retweet it, include your Ethereum address, then we will actually split some of the upside with you. And just to be clear, that that retweet, like what we don't want you guys to expect is like, oh my God, I'm going to become a you know crypto millionaire based on this. The, the real value in this is that it'll actually record that you were a part of this. And by having your addresses and by including you in that, we can then in our next experiment include you through that address. Something important to note that we've been told is that you have to use an Ethereum wallet address that you're comfortable with being online because it is a public ledger and you can track all of your transactions when you use that wallet. So just something to note. So the way that you can do that, again, is set up your MetaMask wallet. That's first and foremost. If you're interested in this space, you know, either you have it through MetaMask or you have it through another one of the providers, but you know, we used MetaMask and that was really easy for us. So I would suggest if you're watching this right now and you're like, I'm really interested in what these guys are talking about, just go to MetaMask and, and, and set up your wallet and then retweet our announcement post. And again, if you're comfortable with it, you can 
post your uh, Ethereum address in the comments of that tweet, and we will include you. We'll include you at, in the splits. If it's within the confines of the auction time. So once the auction ends, it's cut off. And just to be clear, not your .eth domain. So we will include you. And just like Colin mentioned, like that will be registered forever and, and we will know who was involved. And so we'll make sure that as we roll out more drops, as we um, start thinking about token gated communities, there's probably an opportunity for the people who are involved in our first NFT to have a seat at the table in the long term. Whatever you do in the future, like if we're going to work more in the future and there's a Colin and Samir token that comes out, these people become an obvious group to distribute some of those tokens to, right? So I think that's like the, it's symbolic, but it's even beyond symbolic. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah. So this has all been this incredible experiment. And I think what's amazing is as I'm sitting here and as we're recording this episode, I just can't believe that like the auction's going to be going on and this is going to be happening and we're going to be like thrust even further into this community as this video is public. Yeah, I'm super curious to see who buys our NFT. I can't wait. And even the people that retweet and decide to take part in it that way. I'm just, I can't wait. It's going to be so interesting. I think this discovery process has been one of the most unique experiences in our 10 years of, of being on the internet, of just like discovering this community, discovering the use cases, feeling like we're on the early end of all of this and recognizing that this is going to have a very long future. It's also one of the most enjoyable ways to teach. Mm -hmm. I find that we are learning and just going through it firsthand. Totally. Like if you don't understand something, you know, and you want to, you just got to go do it. You got to dive in and do it and experience it. And like we mentioned, we're still on the early end of are learning with crypto. And that's the goal of this whole NFT drop is to find someone to help us and, and, and help us get more educated so that we can continue educating all of you. Uh, we want to bridge the gap between creators and crypto. And if you're interested in that, make sure to check out the auction page, which is linked in our description. If you want to be a part of it, set up your Ethereum wallet, retweet the post, make sure to give us your Ethereum address so long as you're comfortable with it, if it's in the confines of the auction. And let's see where this thing goes together. You know, it's a big experiment. This is a big experiment. We're all doing this together. It's one big experiment. And we just appreciate all of you guys for following along. We appreciate uh, everyone in the crypto community who helped to walk us through this specific drop. <laughs> everyone who held our <laughs> Hand. Yeah, everyone who held our hand through this process. And if it's after the end of our sale, when you're watching this, keep an eye out for the part two, where we'll be speaking to the buyer of our very first NFT. We will be back here talking about the part two of this story. It will be coming up soon, but check out all of our social channels to get more live updates about what's happening. We'll definitely be there before we're back on this channel, but subscribe to the channel so that you are notified when that video comes out. Make sure to like this video and stay minted. Stay minted. Stay minted? I don't know. No? Get decentralized? I don't know. Join us on the blockchain? Maybe. You could, actually. Maybe just if, see If it. you retweet our tweet and then yeah, put join your us. ETH address, you could join us. Sure. All right. If nothing else, just see you next time. All right. There we go. Okay. It's Sunday night, and uh, I'm about to send our NFT auction live. This is going to be a crazy experiment. I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen in two days when this auction is over. Uh, no one knows that this auction is going live, but they will all know tomorrow morning when our episode drops. I feel nervous, but excited. All right, here we go. <laughs>